Hello, listeners. It is I, Golden Jay, coming to you with a brand new podcast. We're glad you tuned in. This is Golden 80s. And welcome to the Golden Mojo Entertainment family. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce Brandon Taylor. What's up, my dude? Not much. What's up? Hey, man, I, I don't know. I'm just excited to get this thing rolling, and uh, we've been kind of working on uh, doing pre-planning on everything we've been uh, talking over for, for this particular podcast, and I'm excited to get into it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Should be exciting. I mean, both of us grew up in the 80s, right? Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> we're, we're both old. Yeah, we lived it. <laughs> <laughs> we lived it. We survived it. That's the most we important part. We survived it. Yeah, we survived is, is the it. 80s. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, uh, most uh, most everybody knows me. If you haven't uh, run across me yet, uh, you can find me on uh, several other podcasts like the United States of Paranormal or Golden Image Podcast or the Murd Nerds or... Indiana Chiefs fans, the, those are uh, all of my uh, podcasts. Of course, this is Brandon's very first podcast. So we're going to break him in right, and he's going to uh, just tell you about himself a little bit and some of the things that he's done and the exciting stuff, you know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know if I've done anything real exciting. I mean, in the 80s, maybe I did, but, you know, currently I just, I'm just a husband, dad, grandfather, kind of like Jeremy, work a nine to five job, right, and, right. you know, I'm trying to think. I, well, that's what, you know, it, we, yeah, we get up in the, we get up, <laughs> we get up in the morning, we go to work, come home. Stay at work because, you know, we're, you know, we're both married and uh, for a long time. I mean, I, yeah. I've, I've crested 30 years. How about you? Uh, 29. 29. Years. I knew yeah. it had been a long, long time. Yeah. Now, for those that, that for those that uh, are tuning in that know Brandon, uh, him and his wife and their two best friends, Love to go to Vegas. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Love Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> you guys do that, what, once, at least once a year. Do you guys do it more than once a year? Nah, we've just done it once a year. We didn't, I, Michelle and Rob went this year. We did not. We did, Marty's health right. has been kind of rocky right now. Mar Marty, my wife, um, Right. Yeah, she's kind of went through some health issues, so we kind of pulled back this year and stayed home, saved money, let her get better. Oh, yeah, but that's a big part of it right there. You saved money. <laughs> saved money, absolutely. Yeah, didn't have to. Because Vegas isn't cheap. I don't care what they say. What is uh what is your favorite thing to do, you and Marty? What is your favorite thing to do while you're in Vegas? In Vegas? Oh, people watch. Yeah. I love watching people. Yeah. Or, or watching live bands out on Fremont Street. That is just 
that's something you probably could have done in your younger days. Got a band together, moved out to Las Vegas, and made a living out of it. Out of it. Yeah. Because there's always somewhere to play. I often wondered about that. You know, um, one of my favorite cities that I've only been there once, but man, I, I did. I absolutely fell in love with it. Was uh, New Orleans. And uh, when you walk down Bourbon Street, man, there is just music coming out of every door. And it's actually on my bucket list is just to play one time in New Orleans, oh, get one of the bars cool. down there. But I don't, I don't know that it'll ever happen. But, man, I'm hoping. You know what I'm saying? I'm hoping oh, yeah. that we'll get there someday. But Oh, yeah. Just yeah. go down there, take my guitar, and go play a little bit and see what happens. Yeah. But uh, just grab you a bucket I'm sure I can rip on. out some serious <laughs> there are there i don't know about vegas uh because i've never been to vegas um but in new orleans man the street performers are everywhere i mean you can't turn a corner without seeing a street performer oh but is vegas, vegas the same way there's a lot of uh, them well the vegas on fremont street where a lot of the street performer performers are they've got circles on the street and you got to rent a circle you can't just go there, pick a spot. You actually have to rent it for a certain right. amount of time and get a, a wow called a license or whatever to perform there. For, uh, yeah, like a permit. A yeah, permit. permit. Yeah, that's it. That's insane. I didn't realize that that was a thing. Yeah. 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 Because I knew that. Uh, where was I at? I was. I was somewhere. Um, like uh, up in Michigan somewhere, maybe like in Holland or South Haven or something like that, where uh, there were some street performers and uh, they were definitely watching for the cops. They'd play for a little bit and they would, and they would just kind of pick up their stuff and move along if they saw the cops coming. But because I think a lot of them were just playing without permits and, and doing stuff mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, I can't remember exactly where I was, but that I thought that was a little crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, uh, Brandon and his wife Marty love Vegas. I know that, uh, like you said, they do every year. Obviously, obviously this year didn't didn't happen. But uh, uh, some of the other crazy things that that I know, uh, Brandon is actually involved in wrestling. Yes, I am. I don't Frankie Vegas. I don't baby. know that he's a ri- <laughs> Frankie Vegas. I wonder where Frankie that name Vegas. came from. <laughs> uh, you're uh, basically uh, give us a rundown. You're you're a manager. I'm a manager. Um, right now, I'm a a face or a good guy. Um, I was a heel uh-huh. for a while. I was a I was managing a, um, a mean Russian called the Russian Assassin. Um, <laughs> yeah, people didn't like that too well. But I went back to being a good guy. Do it here. Do it in um, in Warsaw, uh, part of the FWF. We do shows like twice a month at the CCAC in Warsaw. Right on. Yeah, you know I'm old, so I can't really get in there and do like a match or anything because I probably wouldn't be able to get up. But you know. Oh man. Yeah, yeah, some of those bumps, man. I mean, yeah, I don't know that I, yeah. I don't know that I would have taken those in my younger days, let alone now. Oh yeah, no, it's not. It it now it, did you? It's not bad. <laughs> did you work with the Cletus the farmer? 
Yes, yes, I did. See, I know, fact, I very, know him. Yeah, very first match I did. The very I first. Did, um, yeah, it was a. Uh, uh, what was it? One, two, three, three man, six man tag team, or something like that, or four man, four man. Right, right, and. Four man tag team and Cletus Farmer and tag team I was managing and I can't remember who the other guy was now I'm thinking about it and then <laughs> yeah that was my very first match of working with Cletus Farmer. <laughs> yep, I, I've known him for I've known him for a long time. I knew his mom and dad and uh, well I knew his mom and his stepdad. I should rephrase that. Uh, um, he was working on a podcast, uh, about wrestling and stuff like that, but I think he ran into some hiccups and I'm not sure if he's doing it now, but hopefully he'll hopefully get it figured out and told him to stick with it. Yeah. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen. So what we're, uh, now that we caught up with Brandon a little bit and you know that he's a, he's a, uh, a wrestling guy and a Vegas guy and they, they mesh together, well, <laughs> Frankie Vegas. Oh, wait a minute, Jerry. I got I got to explain how how we know each other. Okay, the way we know Let's e- do this. The way we know each other is you now people are wondering how we, you know, got hooked up for this. Uh, right. Go back to where my wife and Jeremy and his wife they all went to school together at Triton, Triton High School. Yes, we did. So. I'd always heard I had always heard a lot about Jeremy and Bobby, uh, the rocker chick. <laughs> um, then I ended up I I knew who Jeremy was because I was a big big fan of Shattered Image. Anybody you know that was like really Jeremy's high school band or one of them. Yeah, I was a huge fan. I loved them. I thought you guys were going to make it. You broke my heart. And broke up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, it didn't do much for mine either. Let me tell you. <laughs> hey, you got a few of the guys still around. You guys can get back together. You know, maybe replace a few parts. You know. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, uh, well, you know, the drummer uh, uh, Scotty T. Me and him played in bands Scotty. for many years after that. Um, and, uh, the, uh, lead guitar player and I played in different bands over the years. So, uh, we had that, um, the, the original bass player, um, I, I don't think he plays much anymore, but the bass player that we had in the second half of it, he's, uh, he's passed away, um, late last year, I do believe. And, uh, of course, you know, the lead guitar player passed away about a year and a half ago. So, yeah, I'd have to replace at least fifty percent of that band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was a fun band. It was a fun band to watch. Um, well, I I did well, not then, know that you were a fan of the old Shattered Image band. Oh yeah, I love Shattered Image. I thought you guys were great. Then, then I got to then I got to know you guys because our kids went to school together. You know, you know specifically Josh and Montana. Right, right. Yeah, doing bands, yep. musicals, and plays, and all that stuff. So I got to know you and Bobby yes. through that. Uh, um, not only through the high school, but also through the Wagon Wheel program, which we spent a few. Uh, oh, yeah. We spent many yeah. hours over there at that one. Yes. 
Yes. As a matter of fact, uh, even since Josh is a, is a year younger than Montana. Yeah. And, you know, Montana went off to Ball State and Josh got to do um, one more year. And I remember, I remember <laughs> me and Bobby said, well, Josh is in the final play, so we're going to that. So we went and seen that final uh, juniors play that they did. And then, of course, you know, whenever we were down at Ball State, we always tried to make sure that uh, we hooked up with Josh because, you know, he he ended up down there also you know, the year after. But, uh, yeah, good kid. I, lo- I love that, Josh. He is <laughs> – He's pretty <laughs> remarkable. Yeah, he's he's one of a kind. He's pretty kind. crazy. Uh, yeah. He's definitely one of a kind for sure. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, we've me and Brandon have known each other for a long, long time. Um, it's so funny that uh, you know uh, the intric- interest weaving intricacies of but uh, the years that uh, I've known Marty and then. And then, you know, uh, her best friend, Michelle, was uh, was uh, involved with somebody I knew. And it just, you know, how all these things weave together over the years. It's just been kind of yeah. crazy. So, oh, man, it's a small world when it gets down to it. But that's uh, yeah, pretty crazy. <laughs> oh, love it. Love it. But, yeah, small town Indiana. It's pretty exciting. And now Brandon works with my son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, so I to do. speak, they work at the, the same Skywalker. company. Skywalker, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, we work at the same company. He's up, he's upper management. I'm down low. So you're you're like me. You're a peon. Just you know, keep the yeah. you keep the oil on the cogs to keep things rolling. And uh, yeah, he sets in the high office up there. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my my contact clean that was, office. So if you, yeah. <laughs> not that bad, is it? I don't go up there. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. <laughs> uh, my contact with Skyler is just a bitch about the Wi-Fi not working. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, that's uh, I, I that's yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, this. Uh, uh, but you know, I uh, I know uh, the guys up there in the office. I've uh, I've sat down with the big boss Jamie a couple times, and Jamie, uh, yeah. of course Rob. Uh, Rob is a, it was a hell of a guy up there. So, uh, yeah. oh, and of course Cheryl. Don't forget about Cheryl. Don't forget Cheryl. She's yeah. a she's family. I don't forget yeah. about Cheryl. Skywalker yep. <laughs> mother-in-law. Uh, that is correct. Yes. All right. Well, let's get into this a little bit. Let's talk about what we're doing here. The golden eighties podcast. Um, we are going to just revert back and start talking about anything and everything that we love so much about the eighties. We have, a, we have a long list and we keep adding to this list. Yes. We initially sat down and, it said, "Hey, you come up with uh, you come up with thirty, and I'll come up with thirty, and we finished the list, and both of us went, "Well, I can come up with thirty more." <laughs> so uh, we have oh, yeah. a long list. We we plan on like you know we plan on discussing anything from TV shows to 
movies, obviously, you know, some of the big stuff to, you know, 80s hair bands, um, you know, maybe an episode might be revolved around just uh, some event that happened in the 80s. We have a few. We have a nice uh, fat list of those. We definitely want to talk about um, some of the wrestling from the 80s. Uh, we have a lot of uh, a lot of experience and love for, you know, the talent that came up in the 80s in the wrestling world. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, what else? What else did we talk about? Got, I don't have the list uh, right up in front of me right now. Yeah, we got, you know, we talk movie, TV shows, like you said, um, just events that happen, you know, not not everything's going to be, you know, fun and happy. I mean, there was a lot of tragic events that happened, you know, that we'll talk about, yes. you know, I'll be more serious, you know, as they used to say in the 80s on TV, a very special episode. Uh, you know. There you go. <laughs> yeah, uh, we we got a nice long list, and uh, we're hoping that uh, that our listeners will uh, will tune in and enjoy all these funny things that we're going to talk about, or not funny things. Oh, yeah. I mean, we got some serious stuff on the list too, for sure. But um, you know, you never know. Old Golden Jay might show up in his in his uh, flock of seagulls hairdo. You just don't know what he's going to do. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yes. I, I wonder if I, I could actually do that. I don't think that. my hair's long enough. I don't have enough <laughs> hair to do that anymore. You know, back, back in the 80s, we'll get you I got a wig. Yeah, I got a wig. Yeah, I can't grow oh, hair man. anymore. Back I, in the 80s, I had, you know, I had the, I rocked the mullet, you know. So, but now my hair don't grow. I rock the mullet till somewhere in the 2000s, I do believe. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we got a lot planned for uh, the 80s podcast. And uh, you never know, we we might get a a guest on from time to time that uh, might want to talk talk about uh, something they know or what they went through. Or you just never know. We're we're all playing this by ear right at the moment. We're just kind of trucking along and trying to put it all together and make it entertaining and pretty excited. Hopefully we can, we can get a bunch of people in, involved and, and listening and all that good stuff. So should be exciting. And we'll take, we'll take requests. We'll take requests. You know, if you have ideas, you know, you can say, we'll have, we got, we'll have, we have a Facebook, an email. You let us know, yep. and, you know, we can try to work it in. Yeah. What is that email? That email is. I, I put him. I put him on the spot again. Ah, Look at that. <laughs> shoot. Uh, uh, golden. Golden. Is it golden image eighties <laughs> at gmail dot com? <laughs> there you go. And what's our Facebook? Ad- and what's our Facebook address? Uh, the. Golden 80s at Facebook. You put it in there. There you go. You'll find it. <laughs> it's all there, people. Yeah, I'm all not Chico do Noy. I don't Golden do the image. socials. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just want to see if you were on it. You know, I just want to see if you yeah. were on it. I knew you would be. I knew you would be. Yeah. 
It'd be great. Hey, I'm new. I am new at this, and I the... will get better as we go along. <laughs> <laughs> it is the Golden Image '80s at gmail.com. I don't know. Did we get the uh, the at the ah, very beginning of that? We got to make sure we have the the on there for sure. All right, gang. Well, that's a little bit about us and what we're doing and, and our backgrounds. And uh, yeah, I'm going to have to break out one of my shattered image t shirts. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. From the, from the day, from the day. All right. Well, uh, this is episode number one. Uh, we talked about doing, you know, an episode zero, but. Uh, I just want to do a short introduction of the two of us. So you're going to get to know us as we get along, as we go along here and some of the things that we talk about. So as, as we, uh, as we progress, you will learn more and more about us and yeah, all that good stuff. It's been a really long day. You'll have to forgive me. My, my brain is mush. Um, I understand. I understand. But today, yeah. <laughs> but today we're going to get into uh, what we're going to talk about first up. So this is episode number one. You've met us, and now we're going to take you back, back to the 80s. Brandon, you want to tell them what we're going to talk about today? Uh, today we are going to talk about one of the big filmmakers director, producer, writer of the 80s that had a pretty big impact on the 80s of a lot of the stuff stuff that he came up with, and that would be um, John Hughes's, Hughes's, uh, be able to say it, fit it out. Um, he did stuff like The Breakfast Club, Pretty in Pink, uh, Home Alone. I mean, he just did, I mean, he got a massive list. But yeah, I mean, you there's a movie in there of his that you will know. <laughs> Oh yeah. 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 It's interesting because, uh, you know, as I've been, as I've been researching and talking about, uh, talking about this podcast and talking about where we're starting off with, that was one of the things that, uh, that I would ask people is like, do you know who John uses? And a lot of people would look at me like, um, no, who is that? And it's, it's crazy to me that you, they don't know, John Hughes, but they definitely know what movies, or at least yeah. one of his movies, because they were so popular. Um, one of the uh, one of the first ones that he ever came out with, where he actually was a, a writer, was because. Uh, okay, let's backtrack just a little bit um, before we get into the into those movies. Uh, um, John Hughes bounced around quite a bit. He uh, wasn't really one of those, you know, I grew up in this particular town type guy. You know, he kind of bounced around with his family. Yeah. They, uh, his dad was a, uh, his dad was a salesman. Is that correct? I'm going to have to think about that just yes. one second. Yeah, yeah. But I do. His dad was a salesman. Is always yeah. Dad worked in sales. He's always looking for new and exciting things, and so he kind of bounced around a little bit. So he ended up being that that kid in school. He was just kind of shy and off to the corner, and and he was more about um, writing uh, stories and stuff like that. So as he got into as he got a little bit older, he actually was started sending in. Um, just some stories and stuff to national lampoons magazine 
and the uh, the head of it just, I mean, fell in love with his stories. So, hence, you know, John actually starts working for National Lampoon. And his first movie that he actually had written was a National Lampoon. It was called um, Class Reunion. Yes. But unfortunately, it tanked. <laughs> it didn't do very well. Yeah. But they still loved him at National Lampoon, so they they definitely kept him on. Um, so that was in 1982 when he when they released that. Uh, in '83, he released a a little a little known movie called Mr. Mom. Do you remember that one? I do. With, I do. Uh, Michael I... Keaton. Michael Keaton. Yeah, Batman. Batman. <laughs> That's a later 80s thing we'll talk about down the road. <laughs> oh, I <will laughs> But yeah, Michael Keaton and Mr. Mom. And then there was also another movie that came out in 83 called National Lampoon's Vacation. Oh, yeah. Classic. Now, I don't know that I don't know that many people know that that's a John Hughes movie. Yeah, I don't think they do. I, I I don't think anybody would ever connect the two. Because no, the movie definitely they, not. Because I think the movie that people who know who he is are a certain genre of movie. You know the 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 Brat Pack movies, I guess what you'd call them, and that's the one that well, everybody. Yeah. The- yeah, the Brat Pack or the or the teen movies. Uh, he yeah. kind of got that whole uh, stamp as being a teen movie guy, writer, you know. Uh, uh, Vacation with Chevy Chase is just an amazing, is an amazing movie. Yeah. You know, but it's funny because if you look back, the kid that played the son was Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah. Who you now know from a little movie called The Breakfast Club. Absolutely. Oh, which came out love that movie. which came out in eighty four. Yeah, that's yeah, that's one of the best movies ever. So you get Anthony Michael Hall in with uh you know, being with Chevy Chase on vacation, moving on to the Breakfast Club, also moving on to another movie called Sixteen Candles, which also came out in eighty five. And another movie in 85 called Weird Science. Science. So Anthony Michael Hall is is basically uh, in all of these John News movies, you know, when he started off, which I thought was was pretty crazy. Uh, <laughs> I, I love it. Uh, it is said that actually Anthony Michael Hall and John News become really good friends and spend a lot of time together, even outside of the uh, movie production. Yes. Oh, yeah. But also, um, Pretty in Pink, Breakfast Club, and 16 Candles had a newcomer uh, come into play by the name of Molly Ringwall. And rumor has it that those movies were actually written for her because she was kind of John Hughes' muse. Yes. Yes. So, I... I don't, you know, uh, John was married. I don't believe there was ever any any funny stuff going on that I that I had seen in in my research yeah, between have. the two of them. No, I never seen anything like that. She would, I mean, she would, 
she was actually a teenager. She was playing her age in her movie. Yeah, she so. was. <laughs> she was, so, and he was, you know, yeah, you know, and he was older. So thirties, it was yeah, thirty something. I mean, I yeah. guess I. Yeah, I guess in Hollywood that don't necessarily mean anything, but you know. But yeah, uh, I've John Hughes born. Or seen anything. John Hughes born February eighteenth, nineteen fifty. Yeah, fifty. So he's a yeah. he's a he's a February guy. He's actually uh, only uh, two days off of my birthday. So bam, uh, my, all yeah, the cool uh, people are born in my February. Wife birth, my wife's birthday is on the eighteenth. February 18th. Oh, snap. They share a birthday. Like I said, all the cool people are born in February. That's just the way it is. There you go. There you go. I'll agree with that. So, uh, yeah, you know, you're going to have to. She beats your ass. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Uh, Yeah. Hey, that's that's a Triton woman thing, you know. You go, you know, you know, Bobby, Mardell, they were in the same class. Uh-huh. Always marry a Triton woman. They uh-huh. will keep you straight. <laughs> On the straight and narrow. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that gives you 85 Breakfast Club. Uh, I, I, I take that back. 16 Candles was 84. Breakfast Club, 85. We're in Science, 85. Uh, National Lampoon's uh, European Vacation, which was kind of a flop, come out in 85. Uh, 1986, Pretty in Pink. And then probably one of his biggest movies ever, which is still a cult classic, come out in 1986. A little movie called Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Bueller. I mean, come on, man. Bueller, uh, you know, not only uh, Matthew Broderick, uh, you know, but some other great actors in there. Uh, it's an early Jennifer Grey, way before Dirty Dancing. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, well, I don't know how way before, but definitely before. I do believe, but there's a young Charlie Sheen in there. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, Jones was it? Uh, I can't. That uh, was it. I want to say Jerry Jones, but I think that's uh, that's wrong. I can't remember who played the principal. I'm gonna draw a blank on that. The principal. But yeah, just a uh, just an amazing flick that that used did. Uh, pretty Jeffrey insane. Jones. Jeffrey Jones. There you go. Yeah. I was close. I had the Jones right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, also uh, coming in '87, a little movie called Some Kind of Wonderful, which. I don't know that I've seen that one. I, it's got I have Eric, not it's seen got Eric Stoltz in it. Yeah. I'm to have to go back and watch it. I don't think I've ever watched that one. I, I, yeah. I it's it's so beyond me. I've not I mean, seen that one. Uh I know I know what it is. I just have not actually watched right. it. I've heard of it. I need to go check it out because it looked like it was like a pretty good movie. But once again, we're still in that whole teen angst, uh, you know, style movie. Yeah. With like all of those Ferris and, and that's 16 Candles, the whole nine yards. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, also in 87, a little, uh, planes, trains and automobiles came out. Yeah. Which I, I believe was probably his next kind of, Muse or, uh, you know, the talent that he kind of wrapped himself around with John yeah. Candy. 
Yeah, John Candy. Um, you know, obviously, obviously, Steve Martin's in that movie. Uh, you know, and there was a lot of uh, a lot of love between Steve and, and John. Don't get me wrong, but uh, him and uh, John Candy kind of went on to do other movies like Uncle Buck, The Great Outdoors, uh, Home Alone. Uh, you know, it, John didn't have a big spot in Home Alone, but uh, um, yeah, Uncle Buck come out in 89 along with uh, probably the greatest one or it's got to be the greatest. It's got to be the greatest of all time. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, yeah, definitely. Ooh, what more definitely, can I say? Definitely a good one. I'll take Vegas Vacation, but you know, that's okay. <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not judging. That's because you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mr. Papadakle. <laughs> when did Vegas Vacation come out? What year did Vegas, Vegas vacation, vacation come out? Any idea? I don't. I don't have it on my list. Did John? I will, did John use not write Vegas I Vacation? That, I don't think he did I did not see that yeah, that was uh, yeah I don't see him it, it was um, Vegas Vacation the first theatrical vacation film not to carry the National Lampoon label or a screenwriting credit from John Hughes so oh, yeah, there he was we not go. involved in that one. Interesting. What's interesting is is that uh, Chevy Chase's kids change. So <laughs> yeah, every movie. I've I mean, you start off with you start off with Anthony Michael Hall, and you end up with uh, Johnny Galecki. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always wondered why that was. You know, that's one of those questions. Why do they always change the kids? You know, I don't know. Everybody I else don't know. Is it's, it, it's not. Yeah, Uncle Eddie. Uh, you know, uh, and Eddie's wife. Or those are always the same. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they did it. I just know it was odd. And uh, uh, of course, my two favorite Russes are. You know. Uh, Anthony Michael Hall and John and Johnny Galecki. Johnny you might know Johnny yeah. Galecki from the Big Bang Theory, yeah, uh, or uh, Roseanne for that matter, yeah. Which is pretty crazy to think that he was doing that before he did Roseanne, because in Christmas Vacation he was just a little he was a little pudgy kid, <laughs> kind of short. Yeah, it's like yeah. you can cool. see it's him in his face, but if you were in a lineup, I don't know that you would have picked him out, but. No problem, man. Uh, John Hughes. John Hughes's credits are just—I mean, just amazing. He didn't do a ton of directing, you know. Um, although I did, I did hear that all the actors really liked working with him. He was very easy to get along with. Was always open to, uh, you know, suggestions. And you know, uh, Emilio Estevez and and Judd Nelson both said that in a couple of documentaries that I seen that. They was like, if they had an idea, they took it to him and, and, uh, he was, well, let's try that. You know, let's run that. Yep. Uh, Judd Nelson's a big advocate for John in some of those documentaries. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember him as John Bender in the breakfast club. John Bender. Uh, 
So let's just, I mean, the, these are all, majority of these are all stuff that he has written. So the, you know, planes, trains, and automobiles, he directed it, he wrote it, he produced it. But uh, the great outdoors, he did not direct. You know, Uncle Buck, he did, directed that. Uh, Christmas Vacation, he did not direct it. So let's just kind of go over. Uh, I'm just I'm just going to run down this list. I mean, because it takes me into the '90s and and uh, also into the 2000s, yeah. which doesn't necessarily veg with what the '80s is. But um, so yeah, planes, trains, and automobiles. Uh, uh, she's having my baby. The Great Outdoors. Uncle Buck. Uh, Christmas Vacation. Home Alone. Uh, career Opportunities. Dutch. Curly Sue. Beethoven, Home Alone 2, Dennis the Menace, Baby's Day Out, Miracle on 34th Street, uh, 101 Dalmatians, Flubber, Home Alone 3, uh, Reach the Rock. I don't know that one. That was a late 90s movie. Uh, yeah, Just Visiting and Made Manhattan. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the 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 amount of writing that John Hughes has done for all these movies is actually just mind boggling to be 100%. Uh, it's amazing that he is not more of a household name, but those, those four, um, 16 candles, breakfast club, pretty in pink, Ferris Bueller's day off and national lampoons vacation. The, the series of vacation, I think, are probably his biggest, biggest hits, biggest movies. Well, pretty, his pretty remarkable is, career. Those would be his biggest 80s movies, but Home Alone would probably his masterpiece, I guess most people would say. Right. You know? I could see but that. That was, totally see that. that was the 1990s. That was the 1990s, so. <laughs> We're not a nineties podcast, we people. We're not a nineties podcast. <laughs> Talk about us. We kind of grew up. I did find that a lot of things that were Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, we were born in the seventies, but the eighties are still a little bit of a blur because we were still pretty young. But I did find that a lot of the things we're gonna talk about do kind of flow into the nineties a little bit too. So you probably get a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of the nineties stuff coming at you. But mostly, we're going to talk about the 80s. Yeah. And John Hughes, I think, is probably one of the biggest influencers of the 80s and and the culture of that time. So, for sure. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, he totally did, agree with he didn't, he did make a couple. He did make a couple of appearances uh, in his own movies. Uh, mm-hmm. Like in The Breakfast Club, he played Brian's dad. Yeah, and apparently in Ferris Bueller he played a man running through the cab between cabs. I missed that part. Apparently, <laughs> that's maybe that's where Stan Lee yeah, got it from. Maybe that's why Stan Lee decided to do it. Ah, uh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> you just never know. Uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, the critics didn't love John Hughes quite as much as we all do now. Back then, these movies came out, and he took it on the chin. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of critics, did not care much for the movies, and he did. He took a lot of ridicule over these movies, and uh, 
I still think it stands strong to go and look at uh, what he did even beyond that in the nineties and so on of, uh, you know, still just going at it and still writing and, and still doing some producing. Uh, but I, I, I believe that it truly got the best of him because John turned into pretty much a, uh, recluse. Yes. Yeah. He, um, would not come out of his house. He didn't want to talk to anybody. He didn't want to interview with anybody. He just, um, you know, basically just stayed inside and, uh, really didn't do much. Yeah. Yeah. Did you run across that much in your, uh, yeah. Well, the, the documentary I watched, um, it was called, don't you forget about me, which was a take on the song from the breakfast club. Um, which give you a kind of a quick synopsis of it. It's just a group of young filmmakers are wanting to go find John Hughes, doing a documentary on him. They want to give him what they've got done so he can see it. You know, so they're trying to locate him, find him, and yeah, they find they find his house, but they don't ever get to speak with him. Um, you know, and they really talked about it a lot, you know, the, a lot of the interviews and stuff and people have been trying to reach out to him and, you know, speak with him and, you know, people, I, Judd Nelson was a big one, you know, really been trying to get, get in touch and he just couldn't, he just wouldn't return phone calls or anything like that emails you know it's kind of sad really it is because you know uh like i said i as i watched that same documentary because uh brandon called me and was like hey i'm getting ready to watch this documentary and i'm like damn i better watch that myself (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh i personally i personally didn't care for the documentary uh it wasn't for the fact that uh, the information that they had I didn't care for the squabbling of the filmmakers. Um, yeah. You know, the, the one that thought he ruled the roost and the other one that thought yeah. she ruled the roost. And, and there was just a lot of, a lot of squabbling and, and pissing and moaning. And, and, you know, I, I just, that portion of it, I didn't like, I loved the interviews that they had with Ali Sheedy, Judd, yeah. Judd Nelson. Yeah. And, um, uh, Carl, I can't remember what Carl's actual name is—the one that played the janitor. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. I thought they, I thought that stuff was great, but the behind-the-scenes filming of a documentary they're filming just did not—it did not appeal to me. I didn't care much for their. I just didn't care much for them. So I mean, you know, take that for what yeah. it is. But they sent John uh, a copy, a letter, and a copy of the film, and he just sent it straight back to him. Didn't they? You know. Yeah. So it just goes to show that they had nothing, nothing uh, solid to even work with. I mean, it was just a documentary yeah. about them trying to go and find him. Yeah, I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it. I mean, as if you're wanting a solid documentary on John Hughes, I wouldn't recommend it for that. I would recommend it for to hear some good feedback from people he's worked with. Um, you know, to hear their comments. But as far as like Jeremy said, the the people making the film, I could have done without them. 
Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there are some things on YouTube, uh, interviews with John. Uh, I've been, I've been watching those. There's some pretty good ones. The one that he did, uh, with Steve Martin and John Candy, where they talk about planes, trains, and automobiles. Uh, I can't remember what, what, uh, forum that was in, but, uh, that was actually, it was, like I said, Steve Martin and just cannot say enough nice things about John Hughes. So, that's all, you know, that, coming from Steve Martin, I think that's a, that's a big praise. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so you can check out some different things on YouTube. That's where, you know, that's where I checked uh, a lot of my stuff out and listened to him. Uh, the man is brilliant. The, I, I truly believe oh, that John Hughes absolutely. was a brilliant filmmaker and a brilliant, brilliant writer that I think actually took it on the chin because people just didn't understand what he was going for. And, you know, I think that it just took a while for it to kind of sink in and everybody realized what, what great work he did. So it's at the moment, you know, it's like every, everything else, you know, people just don't get something new and something different. And, you know, I I personally think that he, it just kind of worked him over and, and that's why he became the, the recluse that he became. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree. I would definitely agree with that. It's funny now because, you know, like you were talking, how the critics were really kind of down, downplaying his movies and, you know, not really liking them. You know, now they all say, you know, what a genius he was. And, you know, I just right. think, you know, which way is it? You know, did you like him or didn't you like him? <laughs> Make up your damn mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sons of bitches. Um. Yeah. Uh, once again, though, I mean, even the the you you made a you made a comment just a minute ago. Uh, the name of the documentary was "Don't You Forget About Me," which was a Simple Mind song. And uh, I, I do believe that Simple Minds didn't even actually want to do it. But I think they're pretty happy now that they did. <laughs> yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. They did not have any desire. But yeah, they they did not, you know, from what I took of it, they weren't really interested at all in doing the song. Right. I'm glad they did. It's one of my favorites. Songs. Yeah. It, oh, it's a great song. And uh, even the whole entire, I mean, I had the Breakfast Club soundtrack for when I was a kid. I mean, there's tons of great music on there so uh just amazing songs and of course you know you watch the movie and that's you know where you're at with it but yeah just a lot of fun a lot of fun to listen to and and uh but john was very much into the music scene he was a musician himself and so the music became extremely important and he i i actually uh listened to a couple different uh interviews where he talked about he would change up the scenes to actually just go into music that he had picked out for those areas so the guy was the guy was on the guy was cutting edge come on come on yeah yeah absolutely he was he was he was was in front of his time or however you say that he was ahead of his time yeah i thought yeah exactly let me get your opinion on it jeremy 
Yeah, I go back to like watching The Breakfast Club, which side ran on that. I've had Saturday school, and that's bullshit. It ain't nothing like that. Okay, side rant. But anyway, <laughs> do you think that he kind of accurately portrayed what we were like in the 80s? I mean, do you think that fit the typical, you know, the jock, the princess, the criminal, the brain, and whatever Ali Sheedy was? Um, I, I think, uh, yes, I think he, I think he kind of nailed it because I can go back and look and I didn't really think about it, but because, you know, the breakfast club come out and what, what we say? 84 or is 83? A- trying a- to remember. 80, 84. Uh, come out in 80, 84. So the, or no, 85. I'm sorry. The, the breakfast club comes yeah. out in 85. Um, by the time that I had actually uh, watched it, you know, we're talking a little bit later in the 80s, uh, you know, being in high school. So if I look back at my high school, you know, people that I ran around with, I could tell you the princess. I could tell you the jock. I could tell you the criminal. Mm-hmm. I could tell you the yeah. basket case. And I could, you know, mm-hmm. definitely point out the brain. So, yeah, I think that uh, I think that his his recollection of all them is is spot on now not all of them were my age not all of them were my grade you'd have to bounce around a little bit in those four years to get to get those but you know not the jock the jock the jock every every year had a jock you know every every Mm -hmm. class had their had their sports hero or whatever but um you know to maybe find the basket case or the criminal you might have to jump around a little bit, or even the brain. Some of us were just average, you know. We were just average students along the along the way. But um, definitely, I could, in, I could, I could, I could get you all this. Um, uh, you know, they didn't have the rock star in there, so you know, that was just, a, <laughs> I was just a rock star at that time, man. You, you know, rock star. <laughs> yeah. I was the rock star. Unfortunately, I think that falls into the criminal section. <laughs> Yeah, of our playbook here. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, that's where that's where I fell. I would have been in the criminal category. In the criminal, I wasn't a criminal, uh, but I wasn't a criminal. Yeah, I, just, I chose to hang out on that side of the tracks. Right, right. As as well, that was the funnest place to do. That was the best place to be at. Was on that side of the track. Oh, absolutely. So. Yeah, that's where all the best that's where all the best activity were. <laughs> I do definitely miss those days. Uh not a lot of responsibility back then. <laughs> oh yeah. Well that's what was fun. That was what was real fun about it, you know. But I thought everything about yeah. the eighties, I just thought I thought the, the music was better, the movies were better, the T V shows were better. And you know, we'll get into all that, you know. <laughs> As we move along. Yeah, for yeah, sure. The 80s would just, you know. And I'm sure the 90 people say, no, the 90s were better. No, the 70s were better. You know? <laughs> You're going to have those arguments. Uh, They're wrong. 
Man, you get the yeah, the music was definitely different. We're going to go from uh, 80s hair metal to grunge in the 90s, you know. So, yeah, uh, yeah we definitely had the better music. I'm not going to lie. Oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I love I love Kurt Cobain. Don't get me wrong, but I think that as a as a as a musician, he was just uh, you know I don't know a little bit average. So yeah. that's just my opinion. I'm and I'm sure I'll hear about it. But <laughs> I loved Nirvana's music. I'm a big Dave Grohl fan, but I, I just never never come off as Kurt Cobain being the great songwriter. That's I guess is what I want to get at. But hey, I wasn't there. And people love him, so there you have it. But anyway, but yeah, we had all the great ones in the eighties: the the uh, L.A. Guns, the the Poisons, the Rat, the you know, oh yeah. You guys just wait. We're gonna get into yeah. some serious shit. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and I'll get better. All right, Brandon. Anything you want to? I promise. <laughs> um, really quick. Anything uh, you want to touch on, John Hughes, real quick. Uh, yeah, you know, I'll say he passed away in 2009. Uh, I guess they were visiting his son in New York. He went out for a walk and dropped, dropped of a heart attack. Um, I guess he, yeah. pronounced, he they pronounced him dead at the hospital. Um, yeah, right I just on. sad because I think about, you know, you know, kind of. When I was reading on that, it kind of hit me, you know, kind of, kind of hit me hard because, you know, like I said, you know, getting up there, I'm in my 50, Jeremy's 50. Um, yep. And I, and it just makes me think, you know, I could be walking out to go to work tomorrow and that's it. And, you know, I just, yep. it made me, you know, he, you know, John Hughes made me think in death, you know, you know, even when he died, he made me think, you know, so. Right. Tragic way he had to go and then. But yeah, that, that's just, I yeah, kind of uh, touch on that. I, uh, I'm a firm believer in getting up every day and doing, doing everything that you can possibly do in one single day because tomorrow is not guaranteed. So get out there, you know, live your life. Uh, Cause you never know. You Like you said, you could be walking out to your car to go to work in the morning and, and not make it to the car. Um, yep. You know, n- nobody wants, I mean, nobody wants to see that, but it's just a reality of life. You know, With, yep. what is it? Death and taxes are the only thing that are, yeah, that are for sure in this life. In life. So. Yep. yep. And, uh, so yeah, get out and live your life every day. And, uh, you know, uh, unfortunately for, for John, he felt that he needed to be, um, secluded in his, in his home and not out in the world and, and sharing, you know, his gifts with, uh, with the rest of us, his directing. And I mean, he was still doing some writing into the two thousands, but, uh, not a ton and, it was just too bad because we, me and Brandon think he was a genius and, uh, yeah, we absolutely. wish we'd had, we wish we'd had more. So, yeah, I yeah. would have loved to have seen what he would, would do now when, you know, with some of these films or what his thoughts would be. Right. You know, oh, but, you know he just didn't really share those. You know? He'd probably look at some of these new things. 
<laughs> He'd probably look at some of these new ones with like disgust in his eyes. Probably. <laughs> How many Fast and Furious are you going to make? Come on, yeah. Vin Diesel, stop. <laughs> I will not say a bad thing about Fast and oh. Furious. That is my wife's favorite favorite movies. She would leave me for Vin Diesel. She, she would leave me for Vin Diesel so fast. She wouldn't even have to think about it. <laughs> oh, believe me. I know exactly what I'm talking about. Mine just happens to be Supernatural Boys. You know, if any of those guys would show up, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, my life is, yeah, my life with her is over. She'd be like, yeah, here's the keys of the car. See you later. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. All right. Well, uh, that is our little synopsis there of uh, John Hughes. We hope you enjoyed, uh, you know, talking uh, talking some John Hughes with you. Uh, we're, we're enjoying so far uh, the research. It brings back a lot of memories for me, and I learned a lot of new things along the way. You know, uh, I, you know of course, you know, you think you know everything from the 80s, but you really don't. So it's good to uh, it's good to research and 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 learn all about these things. So we're excited for that. Um, yeah. So let's go. Let's go ahead and wrap this up to, for this episode, Brandon. And uh, all right. So let me uh, put let me put in some plugs. All right. Are you all ready? Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Chico, yeah. where's my socials? <laughs> Damn, there ain't no Chico here to do my socials. Son of a gun. No. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody, for checking out the Golden 80s podcast. Uh, me and Brandon, thank you for tuning in and, and uh, getting all the way to the end as, as our shenanigans go on and, and on and on. <laughs> but uh, you can, if you have any questions or concerns, you know, you can always hit us up at our email at thegoldenimage80s at gmail.com. Or look for us on Facebook, Golden Golden 80s. Uh, we are working on the page. Brandon's hard at it. He's been putting some posts yeah. out and stuff like that. So uh, hit him up. You can IM him or whatever, whatever you want to do. But that's where you can find us right at this moment. We are working on more. Uh, we will, of course, have all kinds of cool shit coming at you eventually. So bear with us, but please enjoy the show as as we progress on. And if you like the if you like Golden Eighties, maybe you'll like something else from the Golden Mojo Entertainment Empire. That's right, it is an empire, yes. and I am building it. On Mondays, you can check out The Call Guys. That is with Colton and Gunner, where they talk all kinds of pop culture. What's new on Disney Plus? And did uh, Colton get rid of that uh, terrible infection next to his butthole? You just never know. You're going to have to wait and see next week. Uh, on Tuesdays, it is Golden Image Podcast with me, Golden Jay, the Skywalker, and Chico Noise as we go out and do things so you'll want to go out and do things. Uh, and then, of course, on the off weeks, it's uh, me doing interviews with interesting people. Uh, we've had some I've had some really good ones so far. So hopefully you're enjoying those on Wednesdays. Check out the United States of Paranormal. That is me, the rocker chicken, J-Dub, as we take you on a road trip across America to all the spooky, cryptic, creepy places that you want to go. And sometimes it's just a little hard to sleep at night. I'm not going to lie. 
On Thursdays during the regular season, that is, it is the Indiana Chiefs Fans Podcast with me. Yeah, that's right. It's still me. I'm still doing podcast every night of the week uh, with Chico and our friend Phil. We call him the Chief, where we talk about our favorite team, the Kansas City Chiefs. On Friday, it's a double dose. Uh, you get murderers with Ashley and uh, Alicia, where they talk all true crime all the time. They travel all over the United States, you know, telling you about murder and uh, hopefully uh, getting these stories out there so that they get a chance to be heard again in case you missed it. Or if you're not into murder, that's cool, man. I dig it. If you're not into murder or, you know, that kind of shit, then you can go check out. Your basement book club. It is called A Court of Books and Booze. That is with the Skywalker, Jessica, and Amanda, where they read some big ass books and then they tell you all about them. So you don't have to. And, you know, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. They read books so you don't have to. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Everybody should use that. I'm going to call him here in a little bit and be like, ah, we got your new tagline. <laughs> we read books so you don't have to. Uh, it's great. And on the on the off weeks, they they put out every two weeks. And on the, on the off weeks, they have a great little edition called the Milk and Cookie Edition where they sit down with uh, – right now it's been uh, – everything has just been Aspen, but he's doing a great job of – jumping on being in the podcast and and talking about children's books and and uh you know his opinion on on these children's books so if you get a chance uh go check out uh, a quarter books and booze either the regular on or the off weeks where they do the milk and cookies either one of them is great so that is the golden mojo entertainment empire right there i'm very proud of all these shows and everybody that's putting in their time and effort to try to make these as popular as i possibly can so thank you everybody brandon anything you want to say on the way out hey thanks for thanks for listening uh hope you enjoyed it give us your feedback every suggestion helps we will listen to all of them um Thank you, Jeremy, for doing this with me, or me doing it with you. However you want oh, to yeah. at it, I will. I will get better at this. I promise. <laughs> I'm learning as I go. <laughs> but yeah. Hey, man! Pilot yeah. episode right here, big dog. It's all good. No worries. Hey, there you go. <laughs> so everybody, just get out, get in your, get in your DeLorean or your phone booth. Go back and watch an '80s film and. A John Hughes film, more specific. Oh, yeah. you said phone booth, man. Tonight it might be a Bill and Ted night. You better watch out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gang. Well, uh, until uh, until next week, peace out. We'll see you later. Peace. Rock on. Thank you.